Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The Grateful Dead have been rebranded. Formerly, they were five hippies who took a lot of drugs and made music. Now, they're business school case studies, hailed as visionary geniuses for creating customer value, promoting social networking, and engaging in strategic business planning. This new direction for the band is written up in the March issue of Atlantic, which claims that business students have got tired of studying GE and Southwest Airlines and have turned to the dead instead. I've never been more than a dilettante deadhead, but I'm disappointed that the article doesn't include the lyric from Truckin', Together, more or less in line, just keep on trucking or on. This strikes me as an excellent, highly versatile mission statement for most companies. Otherwise, though, I've got mixed feelings about the rebrand. To praise the dead for creating and delivering superior customer value is almost blasphemous. Jerry Garcia must be turning in his grave. But I also fail to see why the dead should occupy this position. What about the Rolling Stones? I spent my teenage years lying on my bed listening to Sticky Fingers and Exile on Main Street until the grooves on the disc were all but worn out. Surely they deserve to be business school gods just as much. Last week I applied myself with considerable excitement to the job of rebranding the Rolling Stones for the MBA student. First I went through the massive back catalogue of songs searching for management tips. This was enjoyable, though, in truth, a little disappointing. Brown Sugar, How Come You Dance So Good, Ah, doesn't have any obvious management parallels. I Can't Get No Satisfaction could be read as a study in the elusive nature of customer care, but I'm not quite sure what action points arise from it. The true lesson from the Rolling Stones is about success. They made their first disc in 1962 and have endured for 48 years in an industry known for A, loving youth, and B, being extremely fickle. The last tour made more money than any other. All growth has been organic. They've stuck to their core business and core values. They have a strong partnership between two people who, despite tiffs, have stuck together. They've kept control of their own material. But the best lesson of all was in the early change of name from the Rolin Stones to the Rolling Stones. This was truly radical. The coolest band in the world opted for correctness over gimmick. If only Fortis, the insurance company, had paid attention, it would not last week have felt compelled to change its name to the nonsensical, lowercase, Agias. It isn't just successful pop stars that transpose well from C major to C suite. My husband's first love was Sid Barrett, the creative, self-destructive force behind early Pink Floyd. Given that Barrett wrote songs called Effervescing Elephant, fried his brain on LSD, went mad and retreated to live as a recluse with his mum in Cambridge, one might have thought that there were few business lessons there. 
apart from keeping off the psychedelic drugs. Yet when I asked my husband on a long car journey the other day if Barrett had anything to teach business, he started to spout, and by the time we'd reached our destination, he was still in full flow. From his lecture, I extracted two profound truths. Barrett understood that often change isn't possible. In Octopus, he sings, So high you go, so low you creep, the squeaking door will always squeak. He also showed authenticity isn't all it's cracked up to be. Barrett was far too authentic, so that no one else could do cover versions of his songs, which wasn't good for royalties. While it may be deeply satisfying to ageing fans to try to marry the early love of pop music with a more staid interest in business, not all the lessons are good ones. In rock, dropping down dead can be a smart move in terms of record sales, while in business, dying mid-career is rarely a good idea. There are further important differences between the two worlds in clothing and in lifestyle. Crushed velvet has never been a good look in the boardroom, In rock and roll, you go to bed at about 4am, which is the time that successful business people start to get up. The more you think about it, the clearer it becomes that one sphere is about sex, drugs and rock and roll. The other is about spreadsheets, CRM and supply chain management. So not much overlap at all. But the biggest area of dissimilarity is that in rock music, you need a rock star. With business, it's just the opposite. Things go a lot smoother without one. In 2006, Guy Hans paid far too much for EMI. The reason, according to my colleague Luke Johnson, is that deep down, Hans wishes he was Mick Jagger. <laughs> 